0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. difficult second podcast hello you're listening to gig pigs and i am alex keeley i'm ivo graham and it's very exciting to be back our first episode has been out in the world for a week people have finally been able to listen to our chat to Rose ferro and emma city about a trip to watch the fantastic Franz ferdinand if you haven't listened to that episode uh please do we really enjoyed recording it and listening back to it Alex, have you enjoyed the Start to Our podcasting? I've career? enjoyed the Start to Our podcast. I'll echo Ivo. Do go and listen to that episode. But also, it's not a sort of narrative, chronological, oh, yeah. epic. You can, you know, that ideally listen to all of them. But you, you don't. There's not a sort of previously on GigPigs element to um, to f- enjoy this episode. I would say. I feel immediately bad for uh, essentially turning up the heat in minute one. <laughs> Of this episode thanks for even tuning into this episode i i suppose it's on my mind because uh we've been able to pick over some of the feedback over the last week um people have listened people have said nice things a few people have commented on the fact (laughs) that in between when we recorded the episode a few months ago and then released the episode last week um but sadly passed away thus putting a certain uncomfortable dramatic irony around our guest rose matterfo while Singing Burt Bacharach's praises, uh, casually saying he's still alive. That fucker is old. A lovely capstone to a charming uh, reverie about her love for Burt Bacharach. When Burt Bacharach alive, uh, accidentally insensitive because of our f- poor editing skills in the in the four months. Whoa, uh, the podcast. Well, the our poor our poor sort of decision making. Yeah, I think the with the podcast has been um uh has been has, has been edited and discussed a, a few times in that period and I think it was a case of clocking the backrack thing and being like oh well maybe maybe that just that's just one of those things and uh if 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 a couple of people enjoy texting us about it then they'll probably enjoy that. And they have <laughs> um <laughs> So, yes, obviously, as we move on, uh, the delays between recording episodes and releasing them will probably shorten. And uh, in general, these risks will be taken less. Exactly. And, and you know, we've, we've listened back to this episode with Phil Wang. <laughs> we, are, we are pretty confident that we aren't about to get a sort of uh, the gig pig's curse sort of situation. I think, we you know, the data point we've got, you know, we've got about 48 hours between now and when this hits your earbuds, so obviously we're, we're sort Don't of speculators cr- cr- to anyone. Cr- specific cr- crossing in the our, our fingers for any human being mentioned in this in this podcast. And I'd like to make very clear that if uh, the Gigpix curse does become a thing, we will retire the podcast <laughs> immediately. <laughs> It's uh, how how many how this, two the answer is two. <laughs> two out of two what so about two out of ten like how what 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 fraction of episodes have to accidentally murder a beloved <laughs> a beloved musician before it's like an us problem rather than a sort of correlation issue? I think uh, if it tips above fifty percent, not including now when it's hundred uh, <laughs> percent, <laughs> but, 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 but assuming it returns to fifty percent now. <laughs> <laughs> then that, Come on, uh, Phil! You could do this for us. Can you ideally mention a lot of a sort of a lot of child music stars? Is that that would be the ideal for us? Uh, Billy Irish, well, one of the musicians uh, Phil sings the praises of, is one of his older relatives. Many of my friends have podcasts, and none of them prepared me for that eventuality as one of the sort of potential pitfalls of doing a podcast. It's a genre we've invented, uh, <laughs> snuffcast, uh, <laughs> but. Um, uh, other than that, well, I've I've got a, I've got a very minor regret, uh, and this this is really only been stoked by um, the sort of staircase humour of a friend listening to the podcast. Josh Woodicom, no less, um, hopefully a future guest, a keen consumer of music, especially a drinker from the from the mid-noughties. Well, yes, please, uh, which has quenched so many of our thirsts. <laughs> um, what did Josh say? How how how? I think you can get this quiz, but I do have to phrase the question right. (laughs) Josh said that we'd missed a bit of an open goal, joke-wise, and it's the kind of joke you would love to make. Yes, please. Between the topic (laughs) of our first episode and the fact that it was our first episode. Uh, What has Geekfeest got uh, in common with uh, that 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 we that, that because someone uh, we're going to start a war because someone died because of our podcast. Uh, well, sort of a Franz Ferdinand thing. Well, well, that's, it's that sort of thing. I mean, I suppose it, actually recounting, I'm not sure Josh even really worked out what the punch <laughs> under the joke <judge> <laughs> sure. But like that, the podcast is like World War One because it starts with Franz Ferdinand. That's good stuff, actually. That yeah. that I, I think that is that is fully formed. I think I <laughs> think I, I do agree that's fully formed. Actually, he's never had an idea that isn't fully formed. Thank you, Josh. I um, hope to get you on the podcast, but just texting in one joke per episode will probably do for now. So we've had how many? How many deaths does this make us a, a snuff cast? And how many Josh texted jokes equals a full Josh appearance? If that's if that's how he chose to guest on this podcast, that's true. Well, I'll be interested to see what he does uh, with the second podcast at Kendrick Lamar. It's not it's not as easy. <sighs> Um, sure, it's it's and, and, and obviously that brings us on to the band that we watched this week, uh, the uh, German railway military timetables. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just I couldn't think of anything for nineteen forty, so I just gave up. But <laughs> but he's gone with the German. I've gone with the sort of second uh, element in the outbreak of these of the First World War. France, Franz, Franz Ferdinand's death helped start it, and then the German uh, railway planners. I've just said 1940. No, that's okay. You you, you thought we were doing war, World War One, World War Two. Don't make excuses. The big, for the me. big third Don't podcast, Don't World War Three. Excuses for me. I can't believe that that's the level I'm operating at historically. Um, no, I did know. I did know. It was just, it was just a blunder. Um, this is not a history podcast. This is a music podcast. <laughs> We take a different comedian to a different historical war each week, and then we talk about it afterwards. I don't know, man. I, I, it, you know, I think you'd host that brilliantly, and I wish you all the very best of luck. In the meantime, we took a trip in late 2022 to watch Kendrick Lamar, the uh, Pulitzer Prize winning rapper, touring his fifth album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, at London's O2 Arena. Um, the same tour which had taken in earlier in the year, um, a headline appearance at the Glastonbury Festival, which I nearly saw. (laughs) We were taken to this gig by Phil Wang. Uh, Phil is um, someone we've been to many gigs with over the years. It was a pleasure to reminisce about some of them in this episode. It was very nice that he was doing the inviting and that we were then able to, in quite a greasy way, after the event, say, Phil, <laughs> you wouldn't mind talking about this on a podcast, because I, I can picture the exact place you were outside the O2, where we figured there was enough, like, post Kendrick goodwill to be like, even if we take away some of the goodwill, we'll still enter the tube in a sort of net positive. <laughs> we won't have like, unwound him having seen Kendrick. Such was I don't all, think all so, and I, and I think I, you know I, I'd like to think that this episode of the podcast lays bare his uh, the pleasure he took from the concert and his willingness to share that with us and our listeners. I, the other day, I was telling a comic at a gig that I love their book. I should say, uh, Tom Allen, I love his book. Um, and I think the net positive of saying how much I love his book on the podcast more than outweighs the sort of slight neg of the next bit, which is that, <laughs> I, I, as is my way... Loaded myself up with caveats, saying like Tom, because we're about to go on stage. Um, this isn't the right time, uh, and I'm sh- sure you get this a lot. <laughs> and and one other, I can't remember. And so before I could then say, I just think your your memoir, which I'm listening to on audio, but is just so not just funny but moving and so beautiful about your family history. Before I say any of that, he said. You've got a podcast, and you want me to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, but, well, but I mean, yeah, you yes. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the problem is, you know, on another occasion, quite possibly. Um, but it was you were just you. You wanted to sort of raw dog a compliment. You didn't want that. It wasn't a sort of buttery up compliment. Pre, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, exactly. Pre podcast. No, bag. I know. And now I'll and and now, the the compliment was ruined, and I will never invite him on a podcast. <laughs> That's what's so sad. <laughs> Whereas Phil, there was more credit in the bank. And this episode, we were delighted, grateful, excited to have the, the wonderful Phil Wang. You will know him from your Taskmasters, Your, your Lives at the Apollo. Is that the, the correct pluralization? Your Lives at the Apollo is correct if you've been on it twice, and Phil has. <laughs> His first appearance was with me, actually. Felt like we were growing up together. I'm very moved by that memory. Less moved by watching him host it without me a couple of years later. A solid (laughs) performance. No notes. Um, And actually, most recently, um, I believe last week, he was performing the Just For Last Festival in the very O2 Arena, where this episode of the podcast is set. So he's a man uh, in some very big rooms. And it really doesn't feel we have to give him much more of an introduction than that. Um, But he is absolutely brilliant. He's written a book called Sidesplitter. Hugely recommended. You should buy it. Funny and interesting and he knows his music. I've had some lovely chats with him about music, but until now, none of them were recorded and broadcast. (laughs) I think without much further ado, we can introduce three of us reminiscing about the Kendrick Lamar gig, or is it the three of us reminiscing about the Kendrick Lamar gig? Because narratively, things unfolded in an intriguing fashion, and I'll say no more than that at this juncture. Please enjoy Phil Waring. So our guest on this episode, we're very lucky to have Phil Wang. Thank you, Phil. Hello, um,
1: Ivor and Alec. Thank you so much for having me on your gig podcast. Thank you for having <laughs> us
0: in your house in which you live. That's uh, a, a lovely, generous bit of hosting. And I'm drinking from Oxford United mug mm-hmm. on a podcast that we're recording on video. So I'll be burning a few bridges with my community uh, in, in, in service to a music podcast. Could you tell us how many gigs you've been to in the last year, Phil? In the last year, uh, off the top of my head, th- like maybe three uh, when was the first gig you ever attended?
1: It probably was not been when I was, like, quite young. My cousin in Malaysia is a very, very good guitarist. I think a picking style guitarist. His name is Roger Wang. So we would have gone to some of his shows. But one that sticks out... To me, is on an early trip to London. I was really into the Rat Pack and Golden Age of Swing and Frank Sinatra and all that sort of thing. And my mom got tickets to like a reenactment show. Oh wow! Something like it's a theater in my head is like at the Savoy Hotel, but I can't have been. It must have been a theater on the West End, or something. And I forgot to bring my glasses. And my mother's like, "Oh, Phil, you'll miss it." <laughs> and um, she was really disappointed. But what what's out happening? Because they're good impressions. Because they were blurry, it was like they actually were the rat pack <laughs> oh, wow um, and and you know they did all the old rat pack bits and all the standard tunes and everything uh, and had a great time so that might be my first sort of a significant gig I wonder if some that people are going do. to Abba
0: Voyage without their glasses just <laughs> yeah. to be like and it, it, just, it helps it along a little bit well, if they reviews anything go by that's not necessary <laughs> no need for wrong prescription raves the guy <laughs> 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 bring your glasses bring all your glasses life is a highway And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches, but there's only one Mc Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars, because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy rocky ridges now drum roll please wow that's good crunchy
0: munchy chocolate doesn't whisper turn up the bun with crunch the hargan women seem to have it all we were blessed my mom was amazing but detectives would soon discover inside the house there were Bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker The Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker The Hargan Family Killings wherever you get your podcasts. Having, I mean, again, I think this is a case of us realizing, or certainly me realizing, that asking questions in an attempt to use them as a quick, efficient fact file is inevitably going to open up. I'd love to just bin off the whole episode and talk about Roger Wang. Is he well known in Malaysia? Um, I mean, if you're into sort of the
1: acoustic guitar scene in Southeast Asia, he was pretty high up there. Oh, wow. But he doesn't play so much anymore. He had a recording studio for a bit. And when I sang, when I was younger, we recorded at his recording studio a few times. My school did put on a performance of Mary Poppins. I was Mr. Banks. And we recorded the car soundtrack at my cousin Roger's studio.
0: Did he have children at school as well? Or
1: you the no, link? No, I was the link did you also he was the only recording studio in town did were you were you approached
0: by the school did they say you're uh, yeah you're your... i
1: only got the parts so that <laughs> you get a sweet deal at the recording studio and I'm, I'm fine with that you know i understand that's the reality of this
0: industry i would find and of course i was very lucky to go to schools with some music technology facilities themselves so i could have used them but i didn't and the thought now of being a what teenager
1: i was 11.
0: And recording beautiful crisp vocals in a studio as the lead role. Yeah. That must have been great.
1: I felt, oh, it was, yeah, it was exciting. It was fun. Great to get into the business young and get my first album done before, uh, before puberty, before the, before the balls drop, before the, the voice set, you know, get those higher registers in while I, when I could. Um, I still have the CD somewhere. I think I might even be in this house somewhere. I do a lisp as well, so I sang, I feel a third of deep satisfaction. So,
0: oh, wow. it's all there, it's all there. <gasps> wow. Um, Is your uncle's music on
1: Spotify? Cousin,
0: I to say uncle myself. So you're very, awesome. <laughs> very much forgiven. Also, what are the right situations of that car soundtrack in the sense of us putting a 20 second clip of it at the end of the, I, oh, yeah, the I'm, podcast? I'm Is it through a major recording label? That...
1: I'm less scared of my old school or my cousin Roger, more scared of the Disney corporation. I guess, right, right, I, right. I guess fundamentally they are the right. <laughs> Because you you'd lift so far from the original that it would become your own lyrics. It's such a misrepresentation of the original That's technically
0: a different song. How much were you bringing your singing to the table in sort of comedy things that you were doing as a teenager or at university?
1: I had one song, I mean, the first sort of set of mine that went really well. Oh, a like, Yeah, total. song. Oh, of
0: course.
1: I, my, my Chortle student comedian competition of 2010, which I ended up... Visits. Winning, Wang and
0: and that's why we're sitting here today, really, yes. <laughs> to see the troll student competition getting the credit. To see yeah, the i the launch pad I haven't kept up with the rest of Wang's career. It's it's <laughs> that it's that and that alone that's really brought me. But here.
1: yeah, I had a song that I wrote on the ukulele, the only musical dooms to failure, dooms to failure. Well remembered, yes. yeah. Simple CAG chord structure,
0: but if it ain't broke, why fix it? (laughs) Phil, earlier today, I forgot the name of a town in Somerset that I played on tour mere four months ago, and I stared into a deep abyss of panic about my memory. So, to be able to pull Doom to Failure <laughs> is a Huge relief to me, because I'd not covered that in my preparation, I'm afraid. Sorry, Salisbury. You've had to make space. You've had to make space in there. It was Wedmore. It'd be a fun thing to scream at someone straight after the interval of a gig where you've forgotten the name of someone in the second row of the audience being like, Well, I remembered. Doom I've, to Failure, failure you ungrateful pig. Why are yeah. you so f- hung up on your name, Dave? If anyone's shouting Doom to Failure in you, uh, my gigs <laughs> is the um, did see what I was trying to achieve there sort of self-deprecation brackets general
1: but it's the only song I've ever done in stand-up and yeah I dropped it pretty quick I remember
0: more vividly the Bromley by Bow song that you sung of course with Jason and in, George and Daphne in, yes and then about that being about the same time that I and presumably many others saw you sing for the first time really properly solo at a Mahuntleth festival musical gig yeah. and suddenly there being a lot of sort of wang sings chat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which which i'm sure had existed around the time of doom to failure as well but maybe they've been a lot of a few years and it's something yeah, you lean back <laughs> into now people have forgotten
1: do you sing along when you go to gigs so the last gig i went to was last weekend i went to first aid kit at the oh, great Apollo, which were great they're mm. brilliant and if a little passage comes up and i remember the, the words of that I'll, I'll quietly sing along but the evening's not about me. You know. The evening's about <laughs> hearing hearing the people themselves. I get a little self-conscious at gigs because I'm quite tall. Mm-hmm. I guess that's all of us are. And so you're just a little more
0: self-conscious. You're already blocking.
1: Yeah, that's, so I mean, you, that's the what, first thing I'm thinking Don't drown.
0: Of. Don't block yeah. and drown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can't
1: be visual and aural obs- obs- obscuring.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I,
1: I, I'm more of a mouther, I like to mouther along,
0: mm-hmm. Which is good, because obviously, lip reading is a pseudoscience, so that if, you, if you're only like 70% on lyrics, mouthing's a really great way of, um, right, of sort really- of upgrading yourself to a kind of diamond tier fan of the band. <laughs> That you're watching where perhaps your actual memory. Well, I'd been quite conscious is. of, amongst other things that we can talk about from the gig we actually attended, our friend Harry taking a few videos and me trying very much to be in the videos when I knew the line that was playing at <laughs> but, but not, or sort of looking the other way, but not turning away too obviously at the end of the chorus. What but, gig is that? <laughs> this is it, Kendrick. Great, great. Which, you know, I, there's a lot of lyrics to remember. Um, <laughs> he does get through them he, quick, doesn't he? <laughs> very rarely even repeats a few. I remember saying, very much a thought that I'd never had before, but just decided I was going to quite insistently make to my friend at a party a few months ago. That if I don't know the verse, you won't see me singing the chorus. Nah. I just, I just like, shouted at my friend <laughs> around me several times. I was, was like, real. I'm not a bandwagon jumper. Like, it's all song <laughs> or no song. You're not a glory singer. No, but it's amazing how quickly that principle is abandoned when, it, when just a particularly beguiling chorus comes around. Also, by that rule, going to watch a Kendrick Lamar gig is probably no sing-alongs.
1: Well, no, I mean, of our ethnic backgrounds, the sing-along is going to be a bit tricky. are mm-hmm. going to be leaving a lot of gaps there. Is, um...
0: Well, there's a great Adam Buxton video, quite a long time ago now, I think, where he's driving in the car and he's um, uh, listening to Fuck the Police with his partner in, in the passenger seat and his young son in the, in the back. And he's constantly turning the CD down and singing his own different lyrics about it called Help the Police. It's delightful stuff. But I'd have felt self-conscious doing too many of my own alternative lyrics. <laughs> How many gigs have the two of you seen together? The National. The National. The National. And also Wild Five. Beasts were supporting that, which was quite exciting. For, yeah. It was my first taste of Wild Beasts. So we saw them at the O2 on the last gig of the Trouble Find Me tour, which was sort of a big moment for the band, and Berninger running around the whole arena. Very doing nice his usual stuff, event. but in a larger space it was great. Very exciting. Do either of you remember the other person singing along? <laughs>
1: I mean, in my memory, we we were full arm um, across, swaying. But maybe have I just placed that idealised version of? The game <laughs> in my sure, sure. Have I sort of Mandela affected my own
0: collection <laughs> of the game I think that's. Uh, I think it was a big. Was that your first time seeing the national? Yes. Yeah. Well, there'll surely have been a bit of that then. You <laughs> become a bit jaded to all the sort of uh, gravelly melancholia after a few visits but your first time in church there's <laughs> nothing like it I think my partners managed to become jaded about the graveled melancholia with precisely zero visits to the Temple of the National yeah. some people managed to really yeah. really get jaded pre-attentioned the, the girlfriends <laughs> never understand it as much as we do <laughs> um, I don't think we've seen another gig together aside from that Maybe at, like, a latitude or... No. A so it would have had to be in like, but you weren't under End of the Road in
1: 2018. No. Gosh, that must have the only one. And, of course, in my head, when I think about it for a fraction of a second, we were at Kendrick Lamar together, but, of course,
0: <laughs> we weren't. So, Phil initiated this entire... Suggestion, you, you would book tickets to see Kendrick. Can I clip through my three top gigs with Phil very quickly? Oh, no. absolutely. John Hopkins, Latitude 2015, yes. A Real Electronic Coming-of-Age, Keen, <laughs> Glastonbury 2019, <laughs> Keen. some really non-ironic high-pitched singing, yeah, like and that. LCD system just a, a few months ago. The little boy in me could appreciate non-ironic
1: high-singing.
0: Yeah, um, but um, I think I, as a non-confident, I'm just going to say baritone, even though I've never really known what that I means. You can hide in a national crowd, whereas Keen... If you're going for it, you're going for it, and you are going to be out of your depth, I think, unless you've got some real skills. <laughs> does that make sense? That does make sense. And you were presumably verse-chorusing throughout. No, that wasn't no. hard. It was some it, of the most communal verse chorus. Are you verse-chorusing once the terrain moves beyond Hopes and Fears? They didn't move. They knew what, <laughs> they, they knew. They knew what we wanted on the 14th anniversary of Hopes but, and Fears. They knew they were losing some verses. <laughs> In the no, I, I know there are people who cherish Keane's more recent work. I was at university with one of them, and as she was rabid but uh but it's it's the first it's, it's the first album really but no i interrupted just for my own nostalgia purposes but yes and for the purposes of the format you it's important to keep an eye on the format yeah. i think this element of the format is still congealing so it's good any any more congealing is is always good it con- so, continues where it gets worse though isn't it well solidifying ossifying. i like, I like yeah 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 it'd be good to think about something getting harder that it isn't it. usually like fat usually fat is the thing that congeals most often i feel does so. gelatin congeal Feel like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it Johnson, then. <laughs> <laughs> How many gelatin episodes are we allowing ourselves? Ten? And actually, the podcast is called Gig Pigs. So pigs are <laughs> a vital component of gelatin. So, uh, yeah, I love Gig Pigs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the, very first, the very first guests we talked to were uh, Rose, Maddhafeo and Emma City, and you called them Guinea Pigs. I thought, God, it's a versatile podcast title. I don't <laughs> think I'd have got all the way to gelatin. <laughs> the gelatinous pig trotter of the Phil Wang episode. Right. Yeah. So
1: there's a sort of a, a
0: swine reference every episode sure, snuck sure. in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm a 5D chess guy if the game is specifically pig puns. yes. Yeah, yeah. If the podcast isn't bringing home any bacon within 20 episodes. bacon already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
0: Phil suggested going to Kendrick Lamar.
1: Yes, and I send a message to the usual
0: suspects, and we all... Um... I've got a couple of preliminary questions for you, if I may, Phil. Oh, yeah. What motivated you to attend, nay, organise a trip well, to Kendrick think... Lamar? Did it have anything to do with his Glastonbury performance? No, it's just I like Kendrick Lamar a lot. I saw his doing Gig of the and I
1: think I've recently realised that I don't take these opportunities when they come up, and I come to regret them. So there are bands and artists that I might never see, because I just... Kind of never thought to book them or look when they were performing, and so you know, I did it early in the year with LCD Sound System. I thought I just have to oh, see yeah. them before I, I miss out on this completely because they saw sort of, they disbanded once, which sort of was like a warning shot to, <laughs> to, to be inactive <laughs> among us. Yeah, yeah, I,
0: that's exactly how I felt it. Although they've really made it clear just how much of a not actual reality that
1: was, as it were. They've right. come back in
0: spades, and
1: so I just saw Kendrick was performing. And thought I just need to grab this thistle. And if it falls to me to organize it on the WhatsApp, and so on, it. Uh, but when we turned up, it turned out that Alex's partner had not finalized her ticket, which I have lost sympathy for because I don't see why she needed to. She bought the tickets <laughs> online. And apparently they'd sent her an email saying... Do you need to confirm that you want these tickets? And I think she just assumed it was one of. You know, yeah, for yeah. Pump,
0: you always think it's a little sort of bugle fanfare upon successfully purchasing tickets. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm great. I bought a ticket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't need to open this anymore. I'll, I'll open you 15 minutes before I arrive at the venue in like three months' time. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think it's a survey about your customer experience? That's what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. Well done for buying it Would you like to tell us more about
1: the experience? And in the defense, I've never heard of this happening before. No. And that ticketing company requires you to really confirm that you
0: want them or they just don't give them to you even though you've bought them. And you trust and completely same. in your mind. That she did buy them. How much of a post mortem has there been in your mind? Uh... How was that evening when you got home that night? By the way, because <laughs> yes. yeah, to finish the story, <laughs> Alex, ever the hero, gave up
1: his ticket to Sana, and Alex spent the entire gig <laughs> of Kendrick Lamar, basically circling the gig in the O2, the perimeter of shocks, <laughs> the concourse. Yes, the most heroic, uh, loving thing I've ever heard anyone do for anyone. For the entire duration of the show, until we finished. It was like he was a chaperone. It's like he was a a dad who dropped us off and said, I'll see you after the gig. And it's such a selfless thing to do and very, very kind. And I'm fascinated to know what the energy was like when the two
0: of you got home. I'll take the sort of compliment there. Thank you. A couple of things. I would say, firstly, I would place the hierarchy of Ivo's emotions as to my possible decisions, thusly, that that, that, that Ivo was... Devastated by the idea of me not coming to the gig and like supreme enthusiastic about the idea of me like haunting the concourse of <laughs> the O2 while the gig was happening. Like your are really lit up at that possibility. I think there's an argument um, to make that if Alex had agreed to do that and then we'd found that Murray did actually have her ticket, I would have said, we've sort of agreed on this, <laughs> on this concourse plan. <laughs> so Ivo bought me a pint in the second Lattice and within, I'd a say meal? 30 seconds, knocked not, over that not, Ivo knocked over your pint. Yeah, table. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a great photo of Alex's <laughs> devastation at the <laughs> his consolation pint I was, yeah, I was my re- consolation pint is more of a flaw than I would like yeah. I mean there was a lot of context to the general organisation of it and the fact that the tickets I'd got for the two of us were resales I'd secured quite late in the days so being jeopardy around me so even though I was really sad that we were going to lose one of the group even though the solution was brilliant uh, <laughs> I'm afraid I frequently do take consolation from anyone else having admin issues because it feels like so often it's me and I was like I can't believe mine have come through Phil and Harry, you were already sorted. You'd voiced a little bit of Lamar apathy earlier in the day. You'd not done very well on the Spotify playlist quiz I'd curated. Kendrick or no Kendrick? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I would say also that I've got a really big utilitarian philosophy and things like this. In that, like, Amari flubbed the ticket situation. But she is a massively larger Kendrick fan, and it would have been yeah. you know, sort of mad.
1: Oh, for me you, to utilitarian go in there
0: was what came off of the whole sh- situation. <laughs> 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 I mean, heroic and utilitarian. Yeah, I don't think I could have enjoyed King Kunter to a level that would have justified me not knowing many of the other songs. <laughs> so, how uh, long were we in there for, anyway? It was like, it was like two, two and a half hours, and I had a lovely Nando's. I got two pints while playing Mario Kart in the arcade. There, mm-hmm. it's not very good Mario Kart arcade. Okay. I'm giving it naught pigs out of five pigs for the <laughs> Mario Kart 2 experience. So tell me about the gig, guys.
1: <laughs> well, just around the time you were getting your peri-peri Piri fries, I suppose, I'd love to see the parallel timelines off, <laughs> off, sort of Alex's, Nando's courses and
0: the big hitters. Yeah, what's my, like, Kendrick coming down in a box all being like risen up in a box moment of my evening. So he is... has checked on what was happening over there. Uh... Sure. So I've got our um, WhatsApp group, me, Alex and Murray, to pimp an all-bar one. Sadly, to pimp a butterfly <laughs> chicken was too, was too, <laughs> <laughs> too long. Which is a shame because... <laughs> so Alex's pained expression oh, as uh, uh, a Smash smashed pint. But it. then a mere 16 minutes later, great advert for the uh, Speed of Nando's. Can't believe Kendrick's opened with this and it's a picture of... Uh, that's like chicken with two sides very funny, very funny. <laughs> and then obviously we're sending off photos from the gig and then he's at the arcade what's this big bear Alex what I think just he- sort of giving you uh, an insight into my life and then what was this race that you were the winner of? You could take a picture of yourself at the arcade. The machine would take a picture. But was, that was Mario Kart, was uh, it? I think that was actually a biking race I played after Mario Kart's <laughs> pleasures. <laughs> I actually found all of the games quite um, lacking in difficulty setting. It was all too easy in a way that I found quite boring after a while and thought... I actually came to think during it, maybe live music is better than this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, surely it would have been even worse had you, having missed out on the gig, then gone on to just get destroyed at racing as well, to have, like, just yeah, had a really
0: bad time. <laughs> so you think they turned down the difficulty they, setting they, in They'd the overheard. they overheard what had just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone from All Bar One called ahead to the arcade and <laughs> said, his pint's just gone over, let turned down the difficulty setting. <laughs> He's probably going to get a miserable dinner on route and he'll be with you in about half an hour. So how has the gig come on? We've got to do some, of course. you know, I, I like I have to find out.
1: The gig was very good. We got tickets in the, what are they called? The stalls? We, we were quite close to the stage. Well, we are close to the thrust, so it was a long stage. Um, and though we were quite far away, I guess, the thrust sort of uh, runway came yes. actually quite close to us. And there were bits when he came down the runway and
0: made realize, oh, we're actually quite close to Kendrick. Oh, it was fantastic. In, in penile terms, we were at the tip. Yeah, the, um. the tickets actually said Stalls glands.
1: <laughs> Stalls
0: Glams West. I think if it is an aerial shot, it was a teenage scribbling of, of a penis on a sort of exercise book. If the person had taken the artistic flourish to draw a couple of those little sort of dashes out of the end of the penis, we would have been one of the flecks of, the of, oh, yeah. of <laughs> fluid. So it was a great position. <laughs> And it was, I think I was very intrigued by what theatrics we would have in store for us because I'd carried a lot of regret for much of last year about missing, because we were at Glastonbury in 2019 together, keen, etc. The keen year, mm. yeah. as everyone called it. Oh, and we were also there to just dredge up one more specifically sort of hip-hop-based Glastonbury memory. There's that wonderful photo of you watching Run the Jewels at Glastonbury 2017, where you're like right at the front
1: and you're caught on the
0: BBC footage
1: yeah it says on YouTube and I've just one day I was just tweeted by someone (laughs) just a screen grab of me sort of very intensely sort of biting down on my mouth while I was listening to Run the Jewels <laughs> as the camera panned up across the Glastonbury audience of Run the Jewels, and I'm right at the front. Yeah. It's an incredible Was it pre,
0: pre-Corbyn or post-Corbyn that Run the Jewels? They were, they were literally just afterwards. afterwards.
1: I think they were the act after Corbyn.
0: So were you actually still quite intense with in the Corbyns? Well, <laughs> I was right
1: at the back for Corbyn, and then he left, and I just wiggled my way to the front. And, and
0: you well politically to say that, Phil, but the photo shows you right at the front quite soon after Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> I, I don't think you're weaving through these guys that quickly. I love that it exists. So you've had experience of being right up at the front during one of these gigs, whereas I had a bunch of friends watching Kendrick Lamar at Glastonbury this year, and they were planning to be perched right high up on the hill. And even though I'd like Kendrick Lamar a lot, I thought we're going to be quite far away, might get a bit disengaged. Let's go and pile into the Pet Shop Boys for some Sunday night feel-good pop hits. And the Pet Shop Boys delivered all of that but word spread so quickly around that it had been this pretty stunning and hugely engaging and theatrical Kendrick Lamar set that I was in a very gloomy place on the Monday at yet another poor headliner choice at a festival. <laughs> I had
1: that with Chemical Brothers. Mm. and Was it in 2019? Yeah. And I went to see in the next field at the same time Hot Chip, who, mm. who I love and I'd never seen live. And by the same sort of mantra, as I mentioned earlier, I thought, I need to take Hot Chip off. <laughs> I love them, <laughs> And I went over and I said, the Chemical Brothers, i who guess. They weren't the soundtrack to my, my teenage years in the same way that over and over was. So I went over and over to, <laughs> to Hot Chip and they were not very good. <laughs> they, they sounded, uh, was the lead singer Alexa. Yes. He sounded ill. He, I think he might've had a cold or something. He was singing everything down
0: the octave. Particularly insulting to you, obviously, Phil. Yeah, for antenna. <laughs> you had to do all the heavy lifting yourself. <laughs> Bring Wang on, put Wang in the gas. I mean it really
1: was like there was a boy from school. You know, he was, you know, he was going down and top. But, but meanwhile, it, I can see just over a couple of trees, like the most insane yeah, huge bites, robots lasers show, people losing their minds to chemical browsers. You can hear the
0: chemical browsers going up an octave. They've <laughs> added up, octaves. Octaves fun <laughs> <to spawn laughs> octaves, yeah.
1: Just dogs rushing. <laughs> rushing the stage, and oh god, they're singing high up there. (laughs) Meanwhile, we're getting (laughs) brown-noted at at Hot Chip,
0: (laughs) shitting our pants. (laughs) I was so pleased in the kind of sense that you carry that regret still, because it's such a huge percentage of what I think about is decisions like that. And that night I tried to do Chemical Brothers and Hot Chip in the best possible bet-spreading attempt meant that I couldn't enjoy either because I was just too stressed out by having attempted to do both and how difficult the journey was.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have to commit and live with the
0: consequences. I mean. mm. <laughs> yeah, one, one day that will filter through. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> at the moment it's just a sort of bumper sticker that I admire from a distance. How do you think
1: about seeing acts at a festival and seeing acts at their own gig? Like seeing Kendrick at his own gig, do you
0: feel like you've seen a Kendrick gig more than... I have to believe that for my own sense of validation. I was thinking about going to that gig already. It was so nice when you suggested it and the group came together. For sure, Alex isn't really into Kendrick, but he'll probably enjoy something about the night. Uh, (laughs) It's all laid out. But I was still thinking, this is me spending money to atone for missing it at Glastonbury. And I know in my heart of hearts that's what I'm doing. Mm. And so my first phase was almost a sort of denial that it would even sort of uh, cleanse my regret at all. And then I turned that into quite an aggressive bargaining by myself, where I thought, actually, no, this is making me so much more of a fan than all those opportunists who, who said, oh, yeah, of course, the, the thing you had to see at Glastonbury was kind to shoot and did you see the blood on his face? Sounds like, even if there's no blood, there wasn't, at the O2. It was some more... That was just some festival cheap trick, whereas everything that he did for us in the arena was entirely on his own terms.
1: I had no idea the whole night stood next to you, you were... Hoping for blood. <laughs> you are <laughs> baying for, <laughs> for blood. <laughs> Literally
0: baying for blood at the Kendrick game. Not the Kendrick song, the specific visual spectacle <laughs> of a Christ-like crown of thorns. And he finished with the same song the, the opportunity was there, but he made his point at the farm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <instead>.
0: <laughs> and that's fine. I, 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 <laughs> a lot of that was going on next to you, Phil. <laughs> but I was also, we, we got a box. He played all right in a big... You'd have to say David Blaine-esque. He's, he's a go-to reference for glass boxes. It
1: was sort of... It was a COVID tableau, wasn't it? The four men in hazmat suits like stood in each corner of this translucent box. As if he's been quarantined, Kendrick's sort of pacing in the middle of it, singing, We're Gonna Be Alright. But there was this little quiet period just before the song started when the box came down and there wasn't any music playing and it was a bit sticky. And our friend Harry started singing... To the tune of uh, <laughs> "Baby, give it up, give it up, baby, give it up," he started singing, "Kendricks in a box, in a box, Kendricks in a box, na no, na no, na no, na no, na no, na no, na no. na." And it started spreading, <laughs> and pretty soon, I don't know if the whole stadium was singing, but a big chunk of the stalls, at least, were singing, "Kendricks in a box, in a box." And apparently this has happened at Manchester as well, which I think is when Harry got the inspiration.
0: But to get it started... <laughs> I was really thrilled I was by the initiative I'd,
1: I'd never been part of anything like that. No. No. I've <laughs> been that close to So
0: near to patient zero as yeah, well. It was incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, in both senses. And it was
1: very, very funny. And you start to think, how do Americans... Because it's a very British thing. I don't think there's any really other Western culture a stadium full of people who do earnestly love this person are equally prepared to take the piss out of them mm. a
0: little bit well and are aware of clearly quite a pivotal dramatic moment I think the promoting an album about status and insecurity and mental health but obviously if he's in a box we're singing the box, <laughs> <laughs> his, his name's got two syllables I uh, I tried to get Sweet Caroline going at one point for no reason at all Just uh, you just see it a lot of big events I thought that's what we would want yeah I, I was saying was either Sweet Caroline or get a crown of thorns on please Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the two. (laughs) But I regret that I went so quickly after the gig from St. Harry. That was very funny when you started that, to say... And was it your idea was it your idea and I said <laughs> repeating the question Paxman style until he said oh I think I read about it happening in Manchester a few days and I said good still great uh, <laughs> let's go and rescue Alex from the arcade I think mean, he has a new record on time crisis really yeah. <laughs> but um, it's not an objective record it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's difficulty setting turned down the Kendrick missing record which is in a different chart and is there like a recommendation musically that you'd like to give like an album, a band a live gig that you went to, just anything that you want to recommend as a fan of music
1: oh there's a guy he's a Filipino-American music producer called Mindsign M-N-D-S-G-N and he makes it real, really beautiful kind of chilled uh, I don't know what you call it, kind of psychedelia, but R&B, very jazzy and his latest album got me through a pretty patchy bit of the old uh, boo-hoos in 2021 so I would recommend Sign with no no vowels. Yeah. Do you want to
0: do favourite song of the gig? song that you'd have <laughs> For me uh favourite song of the gig the Perry Salted Chips and for me the song that I wish he played was a second helping of Perry Salted <laughs> Chips.
1: <laughs> right okay nice. I think for me We're Gonna Be Alright in the Box was brilliant but just because I think it's such a superb song hearing Money Tree's live was just was great. I don't think I know his discography quite well enough to know if there's anything he missed out that I particularly missed. I think he
0: hit everything. He hit so many but everything was only like a minute. Well, that was what was kind of the first track of the new album I really like has a bit at the end where a sort of disembodied voice says, everybody grieves different. I had that phrase in my head as I walked into the O2 going, that's going to be a good bit for me. And he abandoned that song before we got to that. It's a little sort of outer orbit, sort of planet of my regretosphere. <laughs> um, but, uh, but otherwise, I loved hearing that song and indeed many others from across the canon. Yeah. Thank Thanks
1: you, for coming Thanks, on, guys. Phil. Thanks for having me. That was really fun. Thank you. Let's come back on after the next gig. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! That was Phil Wang on Kendrick Lamar. Episode 2. Episode 2 of the podcast, and already the format has been broken. I have gone to a gig with a guest. (laughs) Alex Keeley has explored the venue complex. So Yeah, I was very hopeful that this project would have full failty for sort of 25, 30 episodes, and it feels bad to have a technical fail episode two. But as I say, I, I, I think if I could have signed in at, as at the O2 on like Foursquare, which I could if Foursquare were a thing, that I was at the O2. Kendrick Lamar played the night that I was at the O2. That is a true sentence that I've said. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I, I hope you're never in a situation where you're sort of having to get an anecdote across the line. You sure, know, on, sure. using those loopholes. But but <laughs> but yes, it's admirably done. And of course, the backstory, which I hope our listeners have enjoyed, is one of, as I recall, uh, nobility and utilitarianism. <laughs> uh, the two, my two buzzwords. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't noble, was it? It was something. It was heroic. <laughs> Heroism and utilitarianism. Anyway, um, I'm proud to say that since recording that episode, uh, we have been to uh, many more of the gigs that we'll be discussing on future episodes, and we're back on uh, going to all of them. You know, record the, 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 the lessons of Lamar have been learned. The lesson one learning curve was no more beloved musicians dying between recording and release right, right. and lesson two is uh, attend the gig that's that's the and i hope that we will continue over the next 10 20 episodes yeah. and beyond to fulfill both of those. Lessons. i suppose in many ways i also hope that we don't have to do that many more episode sort of intros or outros where we have to emphasize that we're listening and we're learning <laughs> um yeah, be, be great just to sail <laughs> sail through the next few uh but yes um thank you very much to phil for coming and being such an excellent companion to me, um, and <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Mari, and our friend Harry at uh, Kendrick and Mar. Kendrick was absolutely fantastic, and uh, some of the songs discussed in the episode are in our sister playlist, Extra Swell. <laughs> How many followers so far for Extra Swill on Spotify? I think that's not important. Uh, I, think it's, <laughs> I, think, I think it's about looking forward to the future where there'll be many, many more followers to join the, 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 the plucky initial fellows uh, who, are, who are following the playlist already. Well, um, we asked Phil uh, what his favourite song was and it was Money Trees. I will probably put on the playlist the song United in Grief of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers despite the fact that, as I say at the end there he, he didn't play all of it he was moving through them fast um, and uh, and I'll try and find like the Mario Kart theme tune or something and just yeah, pop that yeah. you <laughs> can pop that in uh, a song that I enjoyed and that I've thought about more recently is the song also of the new album Count Me Out because Kirsty Young selected it as one of her Desert Island discs Kirsty Young in her showboating return to guest on the show that for so many years was her own uh, played it pretty sort of you know, pretty straight, anecdotally, a, a, you know, life-spanning selection of music choices. And then I think the final one, Kendrick Lamar, because uh, I, th- I think she said that her children recommend it to her, and it's like literature. And I don't want to, you know, I I, I don't want to even try and talk about Kendrick Lamar any more articulately than Kirsty Young can. <laughs> we'll try, I guess we'll try and put that... Uh, episode of Desert Island Discs on the Spotify playlist. Just <laughs> for the whole episode. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I don't think we could be doing that. Actually, no. Okay, that's the once in a blue moon phenomenon. Um, Phil, Phil also uh, has WhatsApped us to clarify that a couple of particular songs from uh, Mind Sign, who he recommended on the podcast, are "Hope You're Doing Better" and "Cosmic Perspective." Those are his sort of two particular tips, and those will be on that playlist if you are interested. We ourselves didn't quite get to do the recommendations we uh, want to do, so we're just gonna give those to you now. Ivo would like to recommend. For a hip hop episode, I will uh, recommend my favorite song. I think of any genre of this year, 2023 so far, uh, which is Nobody Knows um, by London's own Loyal Kana. It's all there, gospel choir, crashing drums, Painful backstory. Rage at Loyal's father and indeed at himself. It's a stunning song. I really, really recommend it. I just heard it and it's fantastic. There we go. We we always test them on each other before we (laughs) record the podcast. (laughs) Uh, And Ivo's gone with the sort of hip-hop episode, hip-hop recommendation. I've gone with a Phil speaking to his his lockdown boo-hoos and and Mindsign helping him triumph over those. uh, And so I'm going to do the same. And my... Uh, lockdown boohoo terminator was uh, cassandra jenkins uh, who released her album uh, ruminations on the n- Ooh, no a f- no an the- overview of phenomenal no, nature. No, no, you don't get another I don't chance get another at that. That's no, it. you don't. I. That's very yes. an overview on phenomenal nature. And uh, look, I'll he just try and prof- I'll try and use prof- it with Nish Kumar's 2014 Edinburgh show. Ruminations on the nature of subjectivity. <sighs> I think it's almost definitely what I've done. Um, <laughs> the I'll try and I'll try and scrape back some sort of authority in this recommendation. Say that that you if you like her album, you can also listen to her 2022 album which is uh, an overview on an overview of Phenomenal Nature. No, I think that one's called Ruminating about an overview of Phenomenal <laughs> Nature. Such low-hanging fruit from me there, but it's delicious. Uh, I'm going to say why it's good before you keep ripping it. I'm going to stop ripping, and I'm going to say that, Alex, you brought that album into my life, and I adore it, and also I know how much you love it and how much you listen right to it. Wrong way round. You brought it into my life. All oh, right. What a strange overcompensation from me there. <laughs> yeah, I'm the king of Cassandra Jenkins. Ivo recommended me Cassandra Jenkins. I think uh, it was getting some buzz uh, and various, <laughs> re- various reviews. Uh, I t- <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, it was lockdown. You can't have just like gone yeah, and yeah, seen no, no, her in no, a basement during, right me, you know, that people need the, the it. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a Pretty, pretty mainstream publication. Yes, I, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I, I wasn't happy with Ivo being the one recommending Cassandra Jenkins, and I had to do a sort of follow the money approach to, <laughs> to who recommended it to Ivo and who recommended it to them. Uh, but Cassandra Jenkins is absolutely fantastic. I saw her live twice last year. Once with Ivo. In Edinburgh the and Summer with Rose Matafeo, what a great place to see live music! And it's it's beautiful. It was genu- it was so calming in lockdown. There's something uh, there's sort of almost uh, kind of a spoken word poetic element to it. Not and almost. A lot of, uh, lots of it is. Lots of it is, but lots of it you know, lots of it is sung as well, and uh, and a uh, lot of beautiful sax. It's just very relaxing. But there's also a couple of couple of bangers in there, um, and. Uh, Yeah, you should check out Cassandra Jenkins' Nish Kumar's. (laughs) It's one of the most soothing albums I've ever listened to. And there's a song called Hard Drive. I'd say the the big one on the album, Mm -hmm. the big one live, um, which has its most sort of spoken wordy bits at the beginning, which some people can find a little bit of a turn off. Maybe you'd need to wade through those the first time you listen to it, but it builds and builds. Um, And because of that, I've got a sticker in the back of my car saying "Yes, this is a hard drive," um, which is uh, the culmination of the song, and uh, it's on my car now. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so if you look at it sometimes and think, "Who's that for?" Um, but we loved at the Summerhall that 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 uh, that sort of bumper stickers were one of the merch items. Yeah, you you, you got a sticker next to it which says, "My other car also <laughs> likes Cassandra Jenkins." <laughs> um, Uh, Also, you went to Norway recently on holiday. Was it as ambiguous as uh, the Norway of the song Ambiguous Norway? I think it was uh, it was a it was it was a complete lack of ambiguity. It was just a hundred percent beautiful and awe inspiring. Did you listen um, to the song "Ambiguous Norway"? I d- do you know in what I missed? What I listened. A waste I, listened to, I listened to Norway this by Beach House is, when I was oh, in Norway. That was my okay. that was my Norway of choice. Excellent. Genuinely. That was my Norway of choice. I was it's walking a around safe. a neighborhood in Oslo, and I listened to Norway by Beach House, and it was nice. Have you ever listened to (laughs) a song with a place in it while in that place? Um, That's obviously me trying to make Alex laugh by clunkily moving into the questions promoting the email section of the podcast, but I would genuinely like (sighs) to know that. It's a great question. Your satire is both also good. (laughs) My satire is both also good um, So have you done that? And also more specifically to This episode Have you ever um, Started a chant um, At a gig Which I don't think We're completely endorsing Actually And actually <laughs> I watched video footage On YouTube today Of Kendrick's in a box at, uh, at the O2 Or whatever other place Harry cribbed it from And the people <laughs> involved uh, By which I'm in Us is it's loutish. But regardless of that, have you done it and have you regretted it? Um, have you ever bought a ticket for a gig, uh, but then got there and you haven't actually bought it? Have you ever killed time in the outer <laughs> ring of an arena? Have you ever missed an act at a festival and then watched them live and it's still not quite completely closed the circle of regret? I'll never close the circle of regret, but I feel with this episode, we've got a tiny bit closer. Have you ever been caught on camera at a festival? And what were the consequences of that? Allah, Phil Wang, and Run the Jewels. What a lot of questions. Anyway, one of them must tickle tickle one of 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 your fancies. Give us some content. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Email our content, please, to gigpigspodcast at gmail.com. Gigpigspodcast at gmail.com. We have one final bit of content uh, sourced by us uh, to play the podcast episode out. We've got Phil drinking some wine. Phil Wang, of course, a wine connoisseur. And there's a word for that, Alex, which I don't know how to pronounce, but you'll have a swing at it. Oh, we in a file, oh, in oh, a file? I, don't, I think that's not the right pronunciation. Well, listen, the I boy see. loves wine in a classy way. He's answered questions about it on Celebrity Mastermind. He took me on a wine tour and others at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in 2018. So when I saw in uh, Alex's local corner shop a bottle of Snoop Dogg's own uh, official wine Cali Red uh, Snoop Dogg who performed with Kendrick Lamar at the 2022 Super Bowl halftime show we thought let's see what Phil makes oh this it was very exciting to take in the Snoop Dogg wine uh, <laughs> did he enjoy it let's find out thank you for listening to the episode thanks for listening see you next week
1: oh no 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 <laughs> well it just tastes like so the front, the, the start of the taste is just some some cheap juice, and then there's no finish at all. So. Um what does is, what is, what is no finish at all mean? The, the, the taste goes away, the, the taste has gone within about a second. There's no like residual effect
0: or um, any new taste that emerged. Um, we open, it, it's like, I honestly think it's one of the worst wines I've ever had in my I life. I mean it
1: says here under, comp- under origin California and under composition red wine. So that, that's, the <laughs> most, that's the most
0: detail you're getting on what on this wine is. <laughs> It, it, yeah it's like, I actually think it's one of the, And it's maybe not the right word to use, it might be a more specific word, but I think it's one of the sweetest. Very sweet. It's like, it, it's like cinnamon. It feels like a sort of like, it feels like a cold, mild wine, almost. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Do you want to quickly try? No, thank you. No? No, I, I, I just, I, I, I don't even appreciate good red wine, so I think this would be particularly bad. Not even, and, for, the, not even for the podcast, you for oh, the going to okay. put? <laughs> can't wait to say more extreme and you do more extreme things than this. Oh, I think it's lovely. <laughs> Fair play to Snoop. Composition red wine. He's not lying. <laughs>